You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Flyers fans, welcome to episode 211 of the Press Zone Philadelphia. Uh, We have a great show for you today, but first we're just going to hear a quick word from our sponsor. Football's right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a million dollar top prize. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. And get a free shot at a million dollar top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello there, Flyers fans. Welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone Philadelphia right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. And a big thanks to our sponsor, DraftKings. You heard a spot from them at the top of the show. Don't forget to use that promo code THPN. Uh, Some big money on the line as uh, fantasy football is uh, getting underway. Um, We have a great show for you today, but first, let me make some introductions. I am, of course, your host and the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. My name is Amy Johnson, and I'm joined each and every week by my tremendous co-host. He is our founder and editor-in-chief for Rocket Sports Media, and he is Rick Stevens. Good afternoon. Hello. It's great to see you. It's great to see you, too. See you, hear you, Mm -hmm. be here on this last day of August. Summer's gone. It's crazy. Well, and it's weird because the Flyers are in the middle of development camp right now, which usually happens like at the beginning of July. So it's everything's upside down. It feels weird. 
Well, and when I lived in Winnipeg, we'd be getting ready, ready for the first frost of September. Oh, stop. <laughs> Just <laughs> stop. Ha- no, that's the way it was. Why do you people voluntarily live there? Not I, that you I, live there now. I but, don't live there anymore, yeah. But why would anyone voluntarily do that? It's a beautiful place. Ask Patrick Williams. Okay, I will. He'll have to tell us. You two could have like a, we'll a, share, a yeah. Winnipeg reminiscence. Best of Winnipeg. There you go. Well, today, however, we have some other things to talk about. Um, there's a bit of Flyers news uh, happening in the last week. Uh, there's a couple of contracts that got signed. One of them's an extension. One of them's a new player. One of them's kind of a selkie winner. Kind of a big deal around kind of. these parts. Uh, so we're going to talk a bit about that. Uh, development camp did start uh, over the weekend, so we'll just give you a couple of couple of items from that. I mean, development camp is is pretty straightforward. It's it's doing drills with the young guys, taking a look to see who who's excelling in what areas and who needs work in what areas. But we'll give you a couple of notes from development camp as well as uh, an interesting signing for the Flyers ECHL affiliate and a great opportunity uh, brought to you by the Flyers Warriors hockey team. So lots to talk about there. And then, of course, in our second segment uh, where we go around the AHL and beyond the AHL, we've got some Big Ten hockey news to talk about. Uh, Kind of an in case you missed it, just to bring you up to speed on some things you might have missed and uh, a special tribute uh, that we want to mention in the second segment as well. So we've got lots to talk about today. Let's get to it. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, uh, I think uh, Flyers fans everywhere rejoiced. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty confident that the Sean Couturier contract was going to get done. It was just going to be a question of how long and for how much. And it ends up that Sean Couturier's contract extension is for eight years worth $7.75 million annually. Uh, it's a it's a great uh, contract for the Flyers to get inked. Uh, it's good to know that Couturier is, is, is in Philly for the long haul. You know, he, uh, of course, missed a, a, a good deal of time this season uh, due to injury, but it was quite apparent uh, that he was out of the lineup when he was out with that injury because uh, offensive production suffered. Uh, there were there were key areas of the Flyers' on-ice product that suffered as soon as Sean Couturier wasn't part of it. Uh, so it's uh, looking forward to him uh, being healthy this season and and getting helping to get things back on track. Uh, and Rick, I think this was a, a, a great contract for the Flyers to sign. Sean Couturier is not the captain of the Philadelphia Flyers, but make no mistake, he is the most important player. Mm -hmm. Um, And Chuck Fletcher said as much, said, uh, look, Sean's our best hockey player right now. He's the key guy. If he had left, that would have changed the direction of the franchise. Um, So eight-year contract, and, and... uh, this is the kind of contract that um, it will look fabulous at the beginning and and uh, less so as it goes on. That's that's just <laughs> the way uh, that's just the way it is. But this was a necessary contract. This. Uh, they needed to get him uh, signed and to long term taken care of because he is uh, the Flyers' most important player, um, and um, it, it's it's. Uh, he he'll he draw as you said he's he's missed when he's not in the lineup he uh, can drive offense one of the premier shutdown players 
uh, one of the premier defensive players in the National Hockey League. Um, the the analytics community loves him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, his metrics are good, uh, but but more importantly, he's uh, he's a key player for he is the key player for the for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Absolutely. Now that contract doesn't actually take effect until the 22-23 season he still has this year coming up remaining on his current contract so we got this done early uh it was it's great to see um and uh looking forward to seeing sean couturier in the orange and black for many years to come well you wouldn't want to go into the season uh and uh and have that contract unsigned unlike what's going to happen uh, with the captain uh, and that contract won't be negotiated during the season um, that's already been that's right. uh, announced uh, yeah and it's it kind of interesting uh, that it's kind of coming from both sides that they're not going to negotiate Giroux's uh, contract during the season that I it, it really seems like both the player and the organization are in a let's wait and see how this season goes uh, kind of mode Rick um, mm-hmm. which could lead to some <laughs> could lead to some tense moments next off season. We'll see. Um, there was another contract signed. Uh, Chuck Fletcher was not done with his uh, free agent signings and uh, signed forward Derek Brassard uh, to the ro- uh, to the roster this uh, this past week. A one year contract worth eight hundred twenty five thousand um, dollars. The forward, of course, previously playing for the Arizona Coyotes, a, a former first rounder, uh, sixth overall, uh, drafted by the Columbus Blue Jackets back in two thousand six. Uh, so. So he is 33. Um, last year with Arizona, he played 53 games and had eight goals and 12 assists. Um, this is more of a, a depth, a depth forward uh, signing. The one thing it's going to do, Rick, is put additional pressure on someone like Morgan Frost to really come in and have to have a very, very strong training camp. Uh, whereas Morgan Frost was. Probably, I wouldn't say I wouldn't use the word shoe in for a roster spot, um, but it was very, very likely that he could compete for a roster spot. It just got a little bit harder for him, um, and and he's going to have something to prove come training camp. It's a copycat league. Every team is looking for that Corey Perry of last year, mm-hmm. and of course Tampa Bay got Corey Perry for the next two years. Uh, but looking for that that veteran on a cheap contract. Uh, that's going to either provide you insurance, going to provide leadership, uh, or going to provide uh, incentive um, and and to keep the young players honest, to to give them uh, some incentive to to play well. So that, as you say, it's it's not a sure thing. They're going to have to compete for their spot, and and Derek Broussard is is there to uh, for a player like Morgan Frost. Um, you know, he's got the ability to generate some offense, um, face-offs, not so much. Um, you know, he doesn't generate a lot of shots. He doesn't uh, uh, do a lot of clean zone entries. He doesn't carry the puck a lot, uh, not a puck carrier. Um, but he can contribute um, and, uh, and, and, and is there. Uh, who and, and he can play both center and wing. He's there to be a... Um, you know, a, a, a Swiss Army knife kind of player who can go in at, at, at different places 
and as I said, provide uh, some of the the extra incentive, the competitiveness uh, that you might find in um, in training camp or even during the season. Absolutely. So we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, I, training camp is going to be very competitive uh, uh, this year, and there's going to be some young guns that are really uh, shooting for a spot, and uh, we'll just have to see if if they're able to to execute. Um, we, we mentioned Morgan Frost. We're talking about camp. Um, normally development camp happens the first week in, in, uh, the first week in July, uh, usually of course culminates with, um, you know, the battle on the beach down and down at the shore. Uh, all of that, of course, with, with the NHL season going into July this year, and then the draft not happening till the end of July, of course, all of that had to be shifted around. And, and many of the NHL franchises opted not to have a development camp at all uh, in this very shortened, condensed offseason. But the Flyers were one of the handful that did decide to go ahead with a development camp. Of course, because of the timing, it means that they're NCAA prospects aren't able to attend uh, because they're already uh, off to off to college and so forth. Um, but development camp, of course, started uh, over the weekend. It's going to run through September first. Um, and uh, from from what's been going on, I, I will say this: uh, our friend Bill Meltzer, of course, always provides really comprehensive coverage of development camps. And if you go to the Flyers website, you can see uh, articles Bill has. A breakdown of what happened at development camp each and every day, including picking out uh, some of the players who were who were on the ice and and what they were doing well and what they what they looked like they needed to work on. So, I recommend that you go check that out. Um, but a couple of the takeaways: um, Wade Allison uh, has been out there uh, looking good. Uh, we know that Wade Allison looked strong uh, as when he came into uh, the lineup at the end of last season. And uh, it's funny he uh, he mentioned something, Rick. Um, you know, Wade Allison is is a is a young player, um, but he talking to the media uh, in the first day of of camp said, "Well, you know." Some of the guys that are that are here, this is this is the, they're young guys, and uh, it's the first time that they've been to a development camp, and um, you know, so they're not really they don't know where to go, they don't know what to do, and so you know, it's uh, you know, we're 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 stepping up and we're showing we're taking you know that lead getting that leadership role going and and helping them out and guiding them. It's I, I'm always fascinated when I when we hear um, Jake Evans with Montreal was one who who left this impression on us a number of years ago as well. Uh, when we hear a young prospect talk about guys younger than him and and acknowledging that they need mentorship as well, and even though these guys are are young enough to still be mentored, Wade Allison is right right in there uh, talking about taking a leadership role already. And he, he also talked about this is the time of, of year that most players are going to feel at their best. They've had a, 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 an off season of training um, where they've been working, um, you know, to, to get stronger, to get bigger. Uh, and, and he said, uh, it, it's new. It's new having a body that feels good. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> and so uh, I thought that quote was, was kind of interesting and gives you some insight into um, you know, coming into a season uh, before the the grind of of uh, the the games piling up or injuries or things have have happened uh, that that folks are feeling good, uh, and I think that the same goes for an Isaac Radcliffe and and mm-hmm. you had the opportunity to. 
uh, well, we we had him on the the, the podcast, on the show, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but you had an inter uh, an opportunity to interview him, and and uh, and when when he was kind of uh, struggling in his his adjustment to the AHL and uh, and taking on a new role, and and Scott Gordon gave him a, you know a, a, an assignment to be a defensive uh, player, a checking role, uh, good on the penalty kill, and that might be his way to get into the. Uh, NHL and and then he ran into some injury issues and he too, after uh, a summer of training in London, has uh, um, is is feeling good and feeling hundred percent and and uh, ready to 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 show what he can do uh, after spending uh, getting well but also putting on uh, some extra muscle. We know that that he talked about you know he came right out of junior at at six, six, uh, but needed, uh, some extra muscle. And he's, he's been able to do that, uh, over the summer. Absolutely. Uh, some familiar faces, uh, who are, who have said that they're really eager to get to training camp and really eager to, to have a solid season ahead. Morgan Frost, who we just talked about, of course, he ended up missing most of last season. He and when Sean Couturier went out with an injury, Morgan Frost stepped in and then, uh, dislocated his, his shoulder. And, uh, that's, season-ending injury uh, during the second period of his second game. Uh, it was a really disappointing season for him last year, but Morgan Frost is completely focused uh, on the task at hand. In fact, someone asked him in his presser if he what his reaction was to the Derek Broussard signing, and he very maturely said uh, he didn't really have a reaction. He's focused on what he needs to do in training camp and nothing else. Uh, and and so I thought that was a very, mm-hmm. uh, very good response from him. Uh, Lena Sandine, not on the ice for the first couple of days. He ran into some visa issues and so got uh, into the States and down to South Jersey a little late. Um, Matt Strom uh, didn't skate today. He uh, suffered some sort of f- injury to the face. I don't know if he got hit by a puck, uh, but left uh, left the ice early on the first day of on-ice activity, uh, clutching his face. So probably uh, some probably got hit up high uh, and hasn't hasn't been back on the ice since. Rick, the one other thing I wanted to mention uh, was an interesting thing uh, that 2021 draft pick Samu Tuamala, second round pick, um, his comments talking about what his plans are for this year. Um, he does not plan to go back to the Liga. Uh, he does not want to go back to Finland to play. He wants to play in North America this year. Uh, now keep in mind, this was the Flyers' second round draft pick uh, this just a couple of months ago at the end of July, actually a month ago in the end of July. Um he wants to play in the in North America. Uh, now he was, um, he was drafted by the Sudbury Wolves. Um, so he does have an an OHL team to go to. But Tuamala is saying that he wants to play in the AHL. Um, My he, first goal is to play in the American <laughs> Hockey League. That's right. But let's see, and, and that's that's great. That's 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 what you want is someone who who wants to compete for that spot. That's right. Um, whether or not the Flyers will agree that that's a good idea or, or whether they want him to adjust to North American ice by playing in the OHL for a season, we'll have to wait to see. Uh, but but yeah, the drive is certainly there from from this young man. We know that he, uh, he did a, a decent job at the uh, World Junior Summer Showcase playing for Team Finland in Plymouth, Michigan uh, just uh, a few weeks ago. So 
It'll be interesting to to watch how all of that develops. Uh, again, keep your keep your eyes on NHL uh, the Flyers NHL uh, website. Bill Meltzer will will have a, a daily update. The development camp finalizes on September 1st, which is tomorrow with a three on three scrimmage. Uh, so it should be pretty exciting and we'll, we'll see how all of that wraps up. We should say one, uh, for fans um, and, and this happens uh, every time at this year, you know, the fans say, well, in, in the Flyers case, what about Bobby Brink? Uh, where is he? I haven't seen anything about him. Uh, is is there a problem? What about Jay O'Brien? Um, we should let fans know that uh, you won't be seeing um, uh, college players uh, at development camp. Because of uh, NCAA regulations, they aren't allowed uh, to uh, attend a uh, 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 development camp at this time of year. So uh, don't worry. Uh, they're still part of the organization. They just aren't going to be part of this development camp. That's right. Um, we're used to not seeing them for training camp for the same reason, but development is so late uh, this season, as we said, that that um, we won't see them for this week as well. Uh, keeping it in the family, uh, the Flyers ECHL affiliate, the Reading Royals, uh, announced uh, this week that they have signed... Brendan Van Riemsdyk, yes, if that name sounds familiar, it is JVR's younger brother, Brendan Van Riemsdyk, to a standard uh, ECHL contract. He had actually signed the contract um, at the end of last the last season that the Royals played. Uh, they did not play uh, this past season due to COVID, um, and they uh, kept him on their protected list, uh, and so went ahead and signed that contract. So another Van Riemsdyk uh, is in the Flyers organization. This one is at the ECHL level. Brendan apparently plays a very similar style to his older brother um, and uh, is, a, is a special teams, particularly a, a, a good penalty killer. Um, so it's possible he could get, you know, if, if there's a if there's a run of injuries for the Phantoms, uh, the Lehigh Valley fans might uh, might see him with a call up, uh, depending on how he does this season. No word on whether he'll be part of the goalie challenge for Barstool, uh, as <laughs> JVR was. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I think someone, JVR was taking it easy on, uh, El Presidente. <laughs> He's taking it easy. I, I want to see him, uh, rematch Dave Portnoy. And I'd like to see him wind up some pretty, uh, substantial slappers at least. Mm -hmm. Come on now, JVR, get in there. Um, one last, uh, item, just want to mention that the Philadelphia Flyers Warriors hockey team, of course, they're the, uh, the hockey team that, um, is organized, uh, on, with the help of the Flyers Alumni Association and the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, for, for veterans, uh, military veterans to participate in. They are doing their annual raffle. Um, they are not offering the raffle tickets through social media this year. Uh, they're only offering the raffle tickets through Flyers Warriors players. However, um, as Bill Meltzer said, you can reach out to the Warriors hockey team through their social media accounts. And on Twitter, that's at Flyers Warrior. Um, you can buy one ticket, one raffle ticket for $20 or three tickets for $50. Uh, the raffle drawing is going to take place on October 2nd. And if that sounds like a lot for a raffle ticket, wait until you hear what you could win. <laughs> prizes are great. <laughs> the prizes are fantastic. Uh, grand prize, a pair of Flyers Lower Bowl season tickets. Season tickets. Lower Bowl season tickets. Mm -hmm. 
Second prize, if that wasn't sweet enough, an autographed Cam Atkinson jersey. Third prize, that's still not good enough, autographed Ryan Ellis jersey. Get the two new guys in there. Fourth prize, four tickets to a Flyers game sometime this season. And fifth prize, two tickets, two tickets to a Flyers game during the season. So you're either coming away with tickets, an autographed jersey by one of the new the, the two new uh, superstars that got signed, or you're getting lower bowl season tickets. $20 for one raffle ticket, $50 for three. I'd say that's a pretty good, that's a pretty sweet incentive. On top of and that- at the very least, uh, this is a great organization right. that you're, you're donating your money to. That's right. The proceeds go to the Flyers Warriors and helping veterans. Um, and uh, so very worthy cause. So check it out um, and uh, good luck. And if you win the season tickets, um, invite us along. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to go around the AHL and get you caught up with some more hockey news. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Flyers Rule. You can find Rick at All Habs. And uh, of course, don't forget to follow uh, the podcast itself at the Press Zone uh, and tell your friends. Make sure you're subscribed. We're going to get to all of that in a moment. But we also wanted to mention, in case you missed it, um, Last week's uh, episode of the Press Zone featured our, uh, it featured a special guest, which is Patrick Williams, who you've heard many times uh, on this program with his wonderful insight and knowledge uh, from all 
aspects of the AHL. But last week was a special episode in that it was the first time that Patrick joined the show as part of the Rocket Sports Media team. Um, And we're just so thrilled to have him on board. Um, We thought... uh, the first episode that he was on last week as a, as a team member went over really well. Patrick's going to join the Press Zone podcast every other week, uh, and he's going to join Rick and I for a special AHL hot stove segment. And it's something very different that we're trying this year uh, where, you know, we, we hear from people all, all the time that they'd love to hear more in-depth, you know, just opinions and analysis on things that are happening around the AHL, topics that are trending in the AHL and and what it means and and what the pros and cons are and and kind of just, you know, sitting around kind of a round table and discussing these things. And so last week we kicked things off uh, by discussing the pending uh, changes that could potentially uh, looks like will come through uh, to the NHL CHL agreement in terms of allowing um, underage players who played in the AHL last year to come back and play again this year. So if you missed that episode, be sure you go back uh, to the presszone.fm and check out that episode. And then of course, uh, be on the lookout for Patrick's appearances on the press zone biweekly. Uh, we'll have a different topic, every, every topic, excuse me, every time he comes on. So he'll be on again next week. But in the interim on AHLReport.com, you may have missed our introductory article about Patrick Williams. It gives you a little bit of background on Patrick. If you don't know much about his uh, his writing career, uh, his very storied writing career, he's had a quite a quite a lengthy career, um, both covering the AHL as well as having an NHL beat. Um for NHL.com. And so it gives you a bit of background about Patrick, uh, explains in in more detail what he will be bringing to the pages of AHLReport.com, both on the press zone and in written form, uh, as well as some some quotes from him and and how he got interested in hockey as a kid. And it's just a it's a it's a great write-up on our newest team member. And we certainly hope you uh, read it and share it and welcome him to the team. Uh, Rick, the other uh, the one other thing that uh, did happen this week, uh, kind of beyond the AHL, we know that uh, the AHL season will will kind of be talking of that talks about that will start to ramp up even more in the next coming weeks as training camp for the NHL starts and cuts start being made and so forth. Um, but before that, we've had a schedule release. NCAA hockey will be back this year. Schedule release for Big Ten came out this week, uh, which, of course, pretty exciting. Um, you know, there's we talked uh, during draft weekend how Michigan is absolutely going to be a powerhouse this year. And in fact, we had uh, uh, Russ Cohen on who's talking about, well, you know, they look like the powerhouse, but are they are, are they going to walk away with the Frozen Four championship? Um, so lots of lots of things to look at for the schedule. And Rick, this year, uh, they're getting things back kind of to normal in terms of their schedule format. The schedule is, um, if you're not familiar with uh, the NCAA, it's it's a short schedule, a four-month schedule, uh, and in the Big Ten, a 24-game schedule, and that will take place uh, basically the end of October 
through the end of February. And uh, games are on the weekends. That leaves teams uh, all through the week uh, with a great amount of practice time. And that's one of the the hallmarks, the features of uh, the NCAA is their ability for lots of practice time uh, with the prospects, lots of time in the gym uh, and uh, with games on the weekends. Absolutely. So they go back. Last year, things were a little uh, awry uh, because of COVID and whatnot. This year, they are, for the most part, going back to their Friday-Saturday night series um, and one game, of course, opening weekend to keep an eye on is that big powerhouse of Michigan uh, will take on uh, the reigning Big Ten champion University of Wisconsin Badgers, which was, of course, Cole Caulfield's uh, team. They will uh, be hosted by Michigan opening weekend, which uh, should be a very good game to watch uh, opening weekend. So we'll keep you apprised as there's more information that comes out for NCAA hockey, as in ter- particularly in terms of Habs and Flyers prospects. Uh, but at least the schedule has been released if you want to mark your calendars uh, for some of the big games that are on that schedule. Uh, Rick, one other thing that we wanted to mention quickly before we go is just to pay a, a short tribute to uh, a, a writer who we actually never had a chance to meet in person but had interacted with on social media many times uh, during the two years that the Montreal Canadiens AHL affiliate was located in St. John's, Newfoundland as the uh, St. John's Ice Caps. And that is um, the, one of the local papers there is the Telegram. And Robin Short was the sports editor there. Um, and so he covered the Ice Caps uh, as well as a, a, a number of other sports teams in St. John's. But uh, it sad news this week. Uh, he was battering, battling glioblastoma, which is a, a, a very usually fatal form of brain tumor uh, for the last two years. And he succumbed to that earlier this week. Uh, and we, of course, just wanted to pay our tributes and send our condolences to um, the, the St. John's and Newfoundland uh, sports community and uh, sports media community. That's uh, It's certainly being uh, those the, the effects and feelings of, of his passing will be felt all around uh, Newfoundland. For sure. Um, Robin Short was a, uh, as you said, covered uh, St. John's Ice Caps in their various forms. Um, he was a Montreal Canadiens fan uh, who followed the team uh, closely. Um, he was, um, yeah, he was a good friend of uh, our good friend, uh, uh, Newfoundland Growlers broadcaster Brian uh, Rogers. I reached out to Brian and. And he said, uh, Rick, just no end to it. Um, and of course, he was speaking of mm-hmm. of uh, both of them having just lost uh, uh, the, the good friend, uh, Shannon Cody, uh, the equipment manager um, uh, for the St. John's. And, and uh, uh, Robin Short had written uh, quite a tribute to, to Shannon Cody uh, mm-hmm. in March when he died. And, uh, and then just a few short months later, uh, it's Robin uh, at uh, uh, leaving uh, way too early at just 56 years of age. Absolutely. So our condolences and thoughts uh, to, to everyone there, uh, the Telegram's family, Robin Short's family, and the, the sports community there in St. John's. I'm sure that uh, Robin's work and his presence there will be greatly missed. 
With that, um, we are going to, I think, say goodbye for the week. It, it's hard to believe it is the last day in August. That means the next time we all get together here, we'll already be a week into September and pretty much hockey season is back. So it's uh, it's amazing how quickly uh, this offseason went, particularly this year. But Rick, it's, uh, it, there's been no shortage of hockey news this summer. Uh, and it's been uh, just wonderful having everyone. Uh, we've had some some great uh, listenership uh, numbers throughout the summer. It's obvious that everyone is hungry to hear hockey news all summer long. Uh, but particularly as we're ramping up and gearing up for a new season, what's the best way for people to stay on top of all of their favorite hockey news with us? Well, uh, for this podcast, uh, The Press Zone, we want you to subscribe and so that you're ready for the new season. So subscribe on all of your, any of your, uh, we're, we're on all of the regular podcast apps. If you're listening on our player, uh, there's a su- subscribe button there for you. Um, to, to read articles uh, on the AHL, on prospects, Go to ahl.report, ahlreport.com. Either of them work. Um, and uh, there we've got uh, writers. Uh, you mentioned Patrick Williams. There's yourself. There's Chris G. Uh, who are going to be covering the AHL and prospects uh, this upcoming season. So you want to go there and make sure you, you bookmark uh, that site uh, so that you can keep up with news. Absolutely. And be sure you're uh, subscribed, as we said, to this to this podcast. Uh, If you're a Habs fan, make sure you're also subscribed to our sister podcast, The Canadian's Connection, uh, which is hosted by Rick every Saturday. And uh, we're just so glad that you've been along for the ride. We've got plenty more coming for you this season. And uh, I have a feeling next week we'll be filled with some more news uh, from lots of different places around the hockey world. So we will be glad to welcome you back here again for another great episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio next Tuesday. We'll see you then. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit ahlreport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.